dear mother, Today was our tenth day of travel on the long road, and to say we are all a little worse for wear would be an understatement. Early this morning, after a breakfast of scrambled quail eggs, we arrived at Willow Creek Hollow. The entrance to the town sported a guard tower and barracks framing the road in. There is an eight-foot-high stone wall being constructed, which currently flanks the tower by ten feet on either side. Both Ezra and Bolt were quite surprised to see the wall. It seems that the town has been going through some major changes, even in the last thirty days that Ezra has been gone. There was a long score of wagons lined up to get into the city. The Arcanum were checking every caravan, even taking out supplies and looking under the carriages. It put us all on edge, and we quickly devised a plan. Ezra would disguise himself. If someone were to recognize me, Victor, as a professional bounty hunter, would claim he had found me and was taking me in to claim the bounty. Ezra had disguised his father's book as well. We asked Einor to do the talking for us when we got to the front of the line. Everyone in Willow Creek knows her, and her reputation clearly precedes her. When it was finally our turn to pass through the Arcanum security, we were greeted by a friendly law mage named Jack. He and Einor clearly knew each other and made small talk as he gave her wagon a once-over. Einor handed over the required paperwork and explained that she had hired us as guards for her journey along the long road, paying us with food. Jack said he needed to take a closer look, and Einor offered him a good table at her restaurant if Jack would forego the formal inspection of her caravan. I didn't know good food could be so compelling. Before we knew it, Jack had escorted us through security and sent us on our way in town. Before parting with Jack, Victor asked where we might go to collect a payout for defeating the bandits that were posing as House Greenwood protectors. Jack said that we would need to discuss with Justicar Nayat Parum, but unless we had concrete proof, it would be unlikely we would collect a reward for our efforts. He did say that Malik, the knight from House Greenwood, had arrived yesterday. He could potentially corroborate our story, but it may not be worth it, as he was rather wary of our true identities when we parted ways. Willow Creek Hollow is a beautiful, sprawling city, but much of its beauty was easy to overlook with the massive construction projects. There were new cobblestones being laid and lamp posts being erected as we walked down the main thoroughfare. One item of beauty that was impossible to ignore was the massive willow tree in the center of town. Its trunk was giant. The long branches bowed and licked the ground, like a gardener tending to their flower beds. A light breeze rolled through the boughs, making them bounce and sway. We walked with Einor to her restaurant. She explained that the Arcanum had paid all of the shops in town 50 gold for renovations. The Talism Academy, the university that Ezra attended, had been garnering quite a bit of attention and prestige as of late. The Arcanum felt the city needed a little facelift to match the reputation of the school. We decided to send a message to Ezra's professor and friend, Alarion, to see if he'd meet all of us for dinner at Einor's restaurant. Ezra asked Victor if he would go visit his old home, to see if there was anything left that the Arcanum didn't confiscate. Bolt and Sari followed Victor, and I accompanied Ezra to the Talism Academy to speak with the professor. The Talism Academy is, quite simply, magnificent. We followed a cobblestone path to several grand and beautiful buildings. Massive towers rose to the sky, and everywhere I turned there were students bustling about in long robes carrying parchment and books. The students were followed by their familiars—owls, cats, toads, and hawks. 
Ezra and Bolt are still working on Ezra's clockwork owl familiar. I watched Ezra as we walked down the tapestry-draped halls of the school. He certainly seemed like he fit right in with the other students. As Ezra described the classes taught at the school, like tinkering and alchemy, I was overcome with a feeling of awe and wonder. But deep in my heart, those feelings were mingled with a bit of jealousy and sadness. I will likely never get the opportunity to attend a magic university, nor will any of my friends from home. There is so much I've missed out on. I asked Ezra if he'd ever want to continue his study to become a law mage and join the Arcanum. Of course he said no. And mother, I can hardly blame him. We've found ourselves on the wrong side of the Arcanum and it's not a pleasant place to be. Ezra and I have done nothing truly evil. We've not put innocent lives in danger. We mean no ill will toward anyone. And yet, if the Arcanum do capture either of us, I have no confidence they'd understand. We finally found the tower Ezra's professor friend was teaching in. Ezra sent him a message with his mind. He was in the middle of class, and so we had to wait. We found a lovely little grassy patch under a shade tree where we sat patiently. Class ended, and Ezra was able to message his professor, inviting him to dine with us in the evening, to which he agreed. While we were at the academy, Victor, Bolt, and Sari made their way to Ezra's home. It is a little further away from the city center, but they made it there quickly. Ezra's home was surrounded by red tape put up by the Arcanum. On the door hung a sigil, indicating that the house was considered evidence in an ongoing investigation. Bolt and Victor scoured the home, but anything of interest had already been confiscated by the Arcanum. Sari kept watch on the street, playing a song on Craggy like a busker. She must have been quite convincing, as she even collected a few silver pieces from an Arcanum patrol that passed by. Bolt collected Ezra's books and notes from school, along with a small wood-carved effigy of an owl from Ezra's room, and returned to meet us. We met up with the others in the middle of town, and Bolt gave Ezra his things. While Victor, Bolt, and Sari were describing what they had found in Ezra's house, Victor quickly reached out his hand, and out of nowhere a rat appeared in it. It dropped to the ground and scurried away. It was a bit startling and upsetting. I said a little prayer in my heart to the trio, and when I ended my plea, I looked down the adjacent alleyway and saw an imp. It had the wings of a bat and the tail of a scorpion. It began to scale the wall of the building and climbed on top. I shouted to the others what I had seen, and Sari quickly climbed the wall after it. Ezra and Victor ran to the front of the building. When Sari reached the top, she called down to us that she couldn't see anything. It became clear that we might need the trio's eyes. Bolt hoisted me up on the roof. As I got to my feet, I saw the imp sitting on Sari's shoulder, ready to sting. Thankfully, it missed her, and Sari was able to kill it. We were about to climb off the roof when we both felt a massive jolt of electricity surge through us. It was not a pleasant feeling, and I could swear my heart skipped a few beats. Sari's hair was literally standing on end. This set her off, and before I knew it, she was storming into the shop below, screaming about being electrocuted. I'm glad she's on my side. I'd hate to be on the receiving end of that. The assistant manager of the shop, which happened to be a Wellspring company store, was an interesting woman named Detherin. She wore an enormous pair of goggles with several different lenses attached to them, like jeweler's loops with varying degrees of magnification, which she flipped through to improve her vision. Detherin didn't apologize to us so much as she accused us of trespassing on her roof, imp or no imp. 
Sari is like a magnet for feisty females. Glitterbug, Einor, Datherin. Despite her lack of apology, she waved her hand and smoothed Sari's hair back into place with magic. She even added a bit of glamour by dyeing Sari's eyelashes and adding color to her eyelids, lips, and cheeks. She looked absolutely beautiful, but I think she's lovely with her hair standing on end. Victor pulled out the Book of Bounties and asked Detherin if she could tell us who had purchased the book originally. She took the book and looked through a register. Finally, she found that it had been purchased by someone named Previs. Victor quickly snatched the bounty book back, explaining that he would find and return it to the original owner. Bolt recognized Detherin as a tinkerer and asked if she could identify the shiny shard we collected in the sanctum. She gently took it in her hands, flipped through several of her lenses, then handed it back. She didn't recognize it. We asked her to smell it, and the rock was passed from person to person, and the scent varied once again, from death to arcane magic to Keskes's airship, the greatest treasure. Victor purchased a healing potion and Ezra some parchment. As we were about to leave, Detherin knocked on the counter and several enchanted paper-folded dragons emerged and began flying around our heads. I was delighted by the charm. We all made our way to the large willow tree to rest for a bit before our dinner appointment with Ilarion. I checked my communication ring and found I had three messages. The first was from Lucan asking for a status update. I responded, letting him know that we were on our way and had stopped in Willow Creek Hollow to deliver Einor safely to her restaurant. He responded again, expressing gratitude that I wasn't dead. The next message was from Keskes, saying that he had a huge delivery contract, asking for our whereabouts. I messaged him back for more details. I can only assume he needs our protection for a delivery, but in our current wanted state, I'm hesitant to provide our location to just anyone. The last message was from Glitterbug, just popping in to say hello. I asked her if Ambaris had made her way back to the Sanctum, to which she replied, Yes, we purged the forest. I am sure she found great pleasure in that. While I was checking messages, Sari played Craggy and Victor danced to the music. A student approached Bolt and asked if she could take an illusion of him. In return, she offered Bolt a hairpin which was the final component Bolt needed to complete the frame of Ezra's Owl Familiar. After responding to all of the messages, I knelt and offered a prayer to the trio, asking them what danger might await us in Willow Creek Hollow. Instead of a clear answer, all of the noises around me seemed to get louder and louder, and I had a feeling like the universe was closing in on me. A bad omen for certain. Ezra pulled Sari aside. He took his father's book from his cloak and handed it to her. He asked her to keep it, and if anything were to happen to us, if Ezra's identity were discovered, she should run. Finally, it was time for our dinner at Einor's. I haven't been to many restaurants, so to say Einor's is the fanciest place I've ever eaten at doesn't mean much, but I was impressed nonetheless. The maitre d' Frederick wasn't at all pleased with our appearance. He looked us all up and down with a judgmental glare. And if I could have melted into the floor to disappear, I would have. Thankfully, Einor came to welcome us and took us to a private dining room. Everyone but Sari left to wash up to look a bit more presentable. When we returned, Sari was in a deep conversation with Ezra's professor friend about buttresses. Alarion is quite old, and it's remarkable to me that he still actively teaches at the academy. 
He immediately turned his attention to Victor, recognizing him as a member of the Fourth Ring, and offered his condolences. It seems Victor is blindfolded as a means of reparation for unfavorable behavior or actions. Alarion mentioned that the Third Ring came through Willow Creek Hollow recently on their way to Terabon. Victor's demeanor immediately changed upon hearing this news. I think it's time I learn more about Victor's family. We made certain we were alone in the dining room. Alarion thanked Ezra for not meeting him in person at the academy. He mentioned some unsavory individuals that had come to pay him a visit after Trevin had been arrested and taken to the beacon for possession and distribution of illegal magics. They were the same people who had interrogated Einor, the one with the hourglass symbol on his chest. Bolt presented the professor the shining shard of metal and asked if he could identify it. Alarion's eyes grew very large. He knew what it was immediately. The shard is a piece of old steel, a very potent magic material from extra-planar sources. He said Ald is in constant flux until it is forged and very dangerous in its raw form. I consider us very lucky to have avoided any accidents with it in our possession. Alarion then explained that Ald still is attracted to other extraplanar elements. We asked if it were possible for a construct, such as Bolt, to be made from Ald still. Bolt explained their vision in the Sanctum to Alarion. Alarion theorized that it could mean Bolt is an extraplanar being. I asked about forging Ald still. Alarion said that anyone could forge the still and that, once forged, it would remain in its forged state. Many weapons forged from Ald have been passed down from generation to generation, and their owners likely don't even know they were originally forged from Ald. Alarion mentioned that in its raw form, the still will form into whatever shape is needed by its user in that moment. A forged piece of Ald steel could only transform if in the presence of immense amounts of extraplanar energy. This statement pricked my mind. I asked about Craggy, Sari's weapon. Craggy can change forms whenever Sari wills it. She demonstrated by changing Craggy into an Ethop, an instrument I've never seen before. Sure enough, Craggy transformed. I had so many thoughts and questions to ask, but Einor promptly entered the room with our food. A different meal was set in front of each of us. Sari was presented with a vegetable pastry and meat stew. Victor, a shepherd pie. Ezra ate venison, medium rare. Bolt, a heaping bowl full of the spiciest chili. I was presented with a bowl of chicken and dumpling soup, identical to your own recipe, mother. And Alarion ate oatmeal. The meal was truly Einor's greatest work of art. As we finished up with a chocolate mousse for dessert, Alarion suggested that we sell the old still. If we keep it, we may run into trouble. No matter what, he recommended keeping it away from the Arcanum. He asked Ezra to stay away from the college, and he bid us adieu. We said goodbye to Einor and left the restaurant, our minds and bellies full. We decided as a group to leave Willow Creek Hollow immediately. There was no need to stay the night. That would only welcome danger. Suddenly, we heard someone in the distance shout fire. We turned to see flames jumping up above the rooftops, coming from the direction of Ezra's home. He started to run with the masses toward the fire. We followed, and as we did so, a strange buzzing filled our ears, like the bee boxes we tend to at home, but twenty times the volume. Right in front of us, a huge black beetle landed, blocking our way. 
It was a construct, but looked so lifelike. It was holding a chakram in each hand and had an hourglass symbol on its chest, just like the one Einor and Elarion had described to us that they had seen on the chest of the man that had visited them, looking for Ezra. Victor immediately threw out Shadowsong, and with a bit of time magic help from Ezra, managed to hit the beetle. When Ezra used his magic, the eyes of the construct lit up, a sickly green, and the hourglass on its chest made one half turn. It had identified its target, Ezra. Ezra, who usually runs for cover to work his magic from a distance, stood his ground, almost taunting the beast. I whispered a prayer to the trio, asking them to bless my friends with help. The wings of the beetle opened up and two more of the round-bladed weapons shot out at us. One flew out at me, the other at Bolt. We were both able to dodge out of the way and the weapons circled back through the air, reattaching to the beetle's back. The beetle lurched forward at Ezra, knocking him to the ground. He was completely unconscious and I thought likely dead. The beetle started rummaging through Ezra's clothes, clearly looking for Trevin's book. I was so glad he had given it to Sari. Bolt yelled at me to help Ezra as they whipped the construct with their chain and pulled it back to them. Sari did not run away with the book, as Ezra had previously asked her to do. But instead, the darkness filled her eyes and she moved toward the beetle. Victor threw out Shadowsong again and hit the beetle, getting its attention. He pulled out the bounty book and asked the beetle if it was looking for this, patting the book, hoping to trick the monster. I knelt beside Ezra and put my hands on his chest. I closed my eyes and I imagined him breathing again, his heart beating again. When I opened my eyes, his opened as well. The construct sent the chakrams on its back out again. One went sailing into the street, the other just missed Sari. It then turned its attention on Bolt and slashed them with one of the chakrams in its hand. Every time Victor or Bolt hit the beetle, the scratches and dents on its shell seemed to mend themselves back up. Bolt held out their hands and rusty red magic erupted from them, shrouding the beetle in magic and pushing all of us ten feet away from Bolt. Sari moved the beetle in her darkness and hit it hard. Victor threw out more knives, causing more damage. Ezra managed to get to his feet and magic erupted from his hands, smashing into the construct. I swung at it with my long sword. The scarab extended its wings and flew over all of us to get out of Sari's darkness. We all attacked as it moved away. When the beetle landed, it rushed toward Bolt to attack, knocking me down on its way. Bolt delivered a powerful uppercut with their gauntlets and Sari sliced it with her glaive. Victor threw more daggers at it, but it was Ezra who finally killed the construct. He had a steely look on his face as he sent a powerful wave of magic right at the beetle, dropping it dead in the street. Victor inspected the scarab's weapons as Bolt inspected the construct itself. From what Bolt could tell, the construct had been made from parts all over an area. Whoever made this monster knew what they were doing. Bolt picked up the sigil from the construct's chest and put it in their bag. We needed to flee. But Ezra couldn't leave without seeing his childhood home one last time. He hid in shadows and alleys as he made his way back to his home. He watched as it burned bright. His eyes got a bit misty, but when he turned his back on his home to join us, it wasn't a look of sadness I saw on his face, but one of hatred and rage. Eve.
Hello, everybody, and welcome back to session nine. What? I just barely started. Was it? Was it? The, was I, I think I gave her a weird glance. Right as it started, I was like, and I'm just like. <laughs> I think it tripped her up. Well, welcome back to session nine of Tales of Anaria. Uh, that's a great start. I think we're going to keep that no. one. Yep. Yeah, you have to. Yep. Editor. Editor, no. Editor. <laughs> we're just we'll going to jump in. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so, to say that you guys' exit from Willow Creek Hollow was hasty is kind of an understatement, actually. Mm-hmm. As soon as uh, you see the Arcanum kind of moving away from the fire and heading towards where this giant fight just went down, uh, five sets of feet make a break for the open fields around the town and slip through the half-built stone walls. So my question to you guys is, are we taking the road or are we staying off the road this evening? Hmm. It's dark. How does the poem go? The road road not taken. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. Well, I'm gonna get copy <laughs> But I think there's only one road here, so. No, no, T.S. Eliot. Oh, it's Robert Frost. No, sorry, let me rephrase that. T.S. Eliot wrote this poem in an area. He just basically came over and he's like, Robert Frost poems are mine. Thank you. Genius. I, we cannot, I don't think it's smart of us to take the long road. No. Well, uh, I don't much fancy hacking our way through brambles and briars, but how far do we have to go before we can set up camp for the night? I mean, it's just As we're running, mostly, like, mostly <laughs> farmland. I don't think it's, um, We can run through fields. It's not that bad. Well? <clears throat> Barbed wire hasn't been invented yet, has it? Or it's something a, worse that's magical? No, just farmers, <laughs> like, dogs. That's um, the thing we have to worry about, the dogs. What's that movie? Oh, brother, where art thou? Yes. That's us. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we thought you was a toad. <clears throat> Do not seek the treasure. But, uh, well, if, if you all want to keep to the keep off the road, um, I, I think we're following your lead, Evie. Follow my lead? It shall be. We're going into the brambles and briars. Into the brambles. We're literally it's just, just running. We're just literally running there. alongside the road. <laughs> Not on the road. Brambles, briars. Yeah. So, how far are you staying away from the road? Are you keeping it out of sight? Are you keeping it inside and just trying to like sneak through the fields? Because you are in pretty like tall fields <laughs> around here. You know, the the nobody mows the lawn in an area. Why not? It's corn season. The yeah. stalks are tall. Corn so season. It's right before they start doing the haunted ones. So yeah. we hope don't... we don't get caught in a maze. Exactly. Which literally, like, they pull necromancers <laughs> in and they just, like... Animate some skeletons. It's part of, it's part of like, a curriculum thing at Dolls yes. Academy. They have this great, cool, like, uh, haunted show. It's a fundraiser. It's really sad you guys are going to miss it. <laughs> Single tier. Are, are there any... Spirit talking. Like landmarks of sort, like are, is there like a, a river we could follow? Anything like that? Um, I mean, besides you know the biggie. Oh yeah, that's we're not even close away. to yeah, it. You're... So yeah, um, so there's there's a creek. Willow, I mean Willow Creek. Can we see Terrebonne, Terrebonne in that in the distance? Uh, no, so you're still you're still about eighteen days away from Terrebonne. Okay, so it's yeah. okay. So so right now it's just kind of like a field. You kind of see this little like forested area off to your right where it kind of just leads into a, a small 
forest that has, shall have a name if if and when I decide it needs a name. <laughs> uh, and then on the left, there is the, the long road, obviously. I say we circle back, kill everyone in the town so there's no there's no witnesses. <laughs> and <laughs> you're leaning into the rogue thing, aren't you? <laughs> I need a long rest before we attempt anything like that. I, I do think, I mean, it's worth a shot. L- let me discuss with you all. I think we would do well to follow this creek. Also, Kaskas had messaged me about knowing our location. Perhaps I could send him a quick message and see if he's nearby. I wouldn't mind a lift if we could get one, but did he say why he wanted to know where we were? He said that he had a large delivery. Hmm. I assume that he maybe needed our help with protection. I, I have no idea. Bless his heart, he's not great at writing back in a timely manner. It'd be worth uh, giving a try, just to see. I mean, how far have we traveled at this point? Yeah, you're probably about, maybe about... Oh, sorry, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're probably about a a thousand yards from, like, you know, I mean, you guys have been talking for a little bit, so, like, yeah, let's pick up the pace. Yeah, let's let's run for a bit until we feel like we've Probably we don't want anyone to see the airship coming and docking in a weird place. Why don't we get off the road, find a, a little copse of trees or something that you could pause, send a, yes, send a message to Keskes, and then we continue on until you feel your ring go cold. Oh, it's already cold. Oh. <laughs> Let's find that copse. Find the copse of trees. Oh, no wonder I haven't been sweating. It's been keeping me cool this whole time. <laughs> so chilly. Okay, so yes, we would like to find a little um, grove. Sure. Um, so let's see here. Roll for growth. Roll for growth. So as you guys kind of start running for the trees, you can see uh, lanterns in the distance. Uh, there are some in the field coming out from behind the wall. You see a, uh, or you faintly hear the pounding of hooves as a patrol starts running up. You can see a Greenwood Knights and the Arcana all working together. Uh, lanterns at the readiest as one goes down the long road uh, is heading southwest and the other one heads uh, more north towards mm-hmm. Terrebonne. Or, well, technically, the next major town uh, is Bell's Watch between uh, Terrebonne and Willow Creek Hollow. So that would be where they were heading that way. Um, so let's go ahead and get some stealth checks from everybody. That sounds like fun. No. Stealth it sound checks. Like Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just oh, going to grab my all ones dice for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have Oops, disadvantage too. Oh, you and your <gasps> heavy armors. Yes. Ten. My second was an It's 20, just medium. It's medium oh, armor. 18, 19. 19? Nope. Nope. Dirty 20. I thought maybe the five would have got it, but I have to go with three. <laughs> Bolt, you bag of... <laughs> Bolt? Bolts? <laughs> bag of use? Bag of me's? <laughs> just use all the way down. Actually, so uh, four. <laughs> running, running through the Ten. corn Ten. gets you all rusty. And, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> squeaking every step. Uh, 17. 17? How am I the stuff? That's your hometown. You know. Like, yeah. you know where yeah. all of You've this. been running from the law for longer. It's <laughs> <laughs> hey, only nice. like a week longer. <laughs> well, you're lucky that I'm grading on a curve, as it were. Uh, <laughs> majority rules here. Uh, you guys are able to kind of like hunker down in the grass and move. Uh, silently, um, the patrols are still like continually heading this way, but they haven't spotted you and they haven't raised any alarms yet. Um, so you do award yourself a. Was that my dog? 
You and do. Neither did you. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep it in now. You talk directly to the audience. <laughs> I don't know. Like, breaking the fourth wall, guys. I don't know what's going on. Um, you do find enough time to receive this message. Just a couple minutes to take a look at it before you guys have to move again. Okay. Because you have to be constantly on the move at this point. Like there is no, there's no stopping, or else you're probably going to be discovered unless you find a super secretive place to hide. What does it say? So the message says, um, in Salzport, lots of fish heading towards Ruby Oasis. Interested. Mm-hmm. Are you reading it out loud to everybody? Or is it just... Yes. Salzport I received is... a message from Caskas. Well, Salzport was west of mm-hmm. Six Hills, I... and then Ruby Oasis is, the Ruby is Oasis. up above the beacon. North. I, uh... yeah. I would be interested in going which to Salzport. Near the marshlands, which is my first clue. What's in um, what's in Salzport for you, Victor? I believe uh, when I was talking to... I'm remembering slowly. <laughs> we're running, it's hard to... Was it that... Uh, no, we're hiding in the grove. When right I when I talked to... Um, Yinny. Yinny. When I spoke with, was it with, when I spoke with Yinny, mm-hmm. she said someone was in Salzport that might have a yeah, connection to the said, Onyx Ring? Yeah, she said that an old uh, member of uh, one of the Eight Rings was in Salzport. Was in Salzport. Okay. And she knew that much. Uh, yeah. the, nothing, nothing, just a lead from, uh, from Yinny, that there might be someone I, from the, the rings that I might be able to talk to. I'm afraid Keskes is far too far away from us to help us right now. Immediately. And we do have this pressing matter that we're supposed to get to Terabon for. Um, it might also be, um, when they when we were talk when they were talking about the on the uh, there was three of the Onyx ring that came through right for uh, recap. Yeah, so they said the third and ring. They were heading which direction? They were heading towards Terabon. They were towards Terabon. Okay. I go either way. Um, perhaps you should ask how long he's going to be in Salzburg. And Ruby Oasis. Okay. And and I'm I'm curious why he might want us to, with him. Agreed. Do I have time to send a message? Not right now. <laughs> okay. Can't send a message right now, Let's boys. Go. And girls. Girl. Girl. Uh, Just everyone. pop on my back and then write on my head, not my head. The sloppiest. I'll even take the <laughs> crown off gently. No, that don't, bird, yeah. Don't disturb don't the bird. Don't disturb the bird. <laughs> bird, yeah, bird. You walk without rhythm. <laughs> I think we just need to keep running. Let's go. Okay. Right. Uh, so you guys continue on uh, for an hour why, or so. Why, why is Greenwood chasing us anyway? We, we, we didn't do anything to them. Mm. They patrolled the long road. Don't they have better things to do, like kill trolls and things? Perhaps the Arcanum has just no, enlisted really their help. Us. Exactly. true. But why is the Arcanum after us? Um, <coughs> well, but uh, they, how do they know that you're in town? I think they're just looking for whoever burned the building down and killed this giant construct and left it. Then why are we running? We didn't do it. I don't know what tools they have, but I'm sure they can sense residual. Got it. (laughs) They can sense residual chronogy magic, I'm sure. Hmm. Can you wash your hands or something? Well, it's left on the scene of the crime. Is it like gunpowder residue? Like after you like, (laughs) like yeah. 
My finger is aged three years. Like yeah. <laughs> takes a while before it de-ages. I have old man fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you got the yeah. You've got Dumbledore hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the name why of they love the episode. For yeah. this old, man old man fingers. Old man fingers. <laughs> <laughs> old man fingers. Yeehaw. Uh, well, um, I mean, these are all just questions that, Sarah, that yeah. are going through Sari's mind as she's running. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after about an hour, I need everybody to make me a dexterity saving throw. Ooh. Actually, as as you guys are running along, basically you're running through the dark. There's a lot of traps, and they're not traps, but there's a lot of hazards. <laughs> <laughs> These farmers don't like things running through the dark. Twelve. Did we get inspiration at the end of last episode? Uh, we did. I believe so. You give it to everyone. I'm not going to use it on camera. I got a six. You can't say that. Last episode or two episodes ago. I lost five. I have it still. Five. I six. have it, but I'm not going to waste it. Twelve. Dex Twelve. Save, right? Thirteen. Bolt is the only one who does not avoid, or sorry, who does avoid. We're playing high low and you're too high. Everybody else takes eight bludgeoning damage on like basically rocks and tumbling down ravines. Is it a swinging log from the tree? Like I said, these farmers they don't. Well, it makes sense for him because he just goes through it and just like I don't know. And then also, why isn't he in the front? What do you mean also? Also, each of you has. Um, a, either a minus one to attack rolls or minus five feet of movement speed as a, a minor injury until you're healed. Mm-hmm. So I just pick either. I'll take five, five feet. One, take, minus the five feet. feet. take the five feet. I'll do five feet as well. I sprained my ankle. <laughs> also, now I'm falling away and I'm like. What? Yeah, how am I the fastest? Everybody <laughs> tripped on the same route. Oh, <laughs> oh, after the it was <laughs> 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 Then Victor's just like, oh, right behind. <laughs> um, could have warned us about it, Bolt. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> I just ran through it, and it just like broke. Okay. After after another, about another hour of wandering, or not wandering, running. Yes, they're not really wandering through. Um, the the lights in the distance have grown dimmer because like they're making haste, but you guys are just in like full on dead sprint. Like they're they're taking the time to be careful and not trip over roots or anything like that. Um, Wait, are they on our trail then? They are. They are like they are like. Well, they're doing like a sweep through the fields, yeah, right? right? So they're not really like there. They are after them. It's just but kind of a set up a search like, perimeter. Where are they Everybody moving around hands. back and forth? Lanterns at the ready, kind of. Um, just grid pattern search. Every now and then you do see like another patrol run up or run down uh, the long road. It seems like they're just trying to uh, figure out where you guys are. Wait, wait, come back. We want to give you the key to the city for saving it. And let's go ahead and what is what is uh, your intelligence? Passive? Uh, like uh, your ability modifier for intelligence. Uh, Plus five. Plus five? Yeah. What about yours, Paul? Plus three. Plus three. Um, so you guys are running along and Ezra, you feel the tingle of magic. Like as you like pass by an area. Ooh. Not an area, but <laughs> a specific <laughs> area. A specific yeah. area. <laughs> I didn't gonna... think about the consequences when I named this world. <laughs> <laughs> um, just I'll like kind of slow down. Is your is do you have the Peter Tingle? Yeah. 
Why? Yeah. I don't want to hear about. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your Peter thing. <laughs> That's say something, but I, I decided not to. So, so thank interesting. You. <laughs> well, you missed out on the epic dive. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, God. <laughs> don't back. Uh, yeah, I'll spend mm. a couple seconds to just do a okay. quick investigation uh, or an arcana check or something. Yeah, like so so you can either you can either take some time to search. Or you can, if you have detect magic uh, prepared, um, you can cast that. Obviously, as a ritual, probably wouldn't be beneficial at this time. Yeah, yeah I only have it as a ritual, okay. so I will just uh, search. Okay, give me an investigation check. Okay. What is it, boy? So what is what a you fourteen? Sense? A fourteen. Um, in the few, like just looking around a few seconds, you can't quite get a beat on it, but you know that something is within about a hundred feet of you. All right, I will shout that out to everybody to be aware of like magical warding runes or something. There's magical energy in the air. Yeah. Keep okay. running. Okay. Um, so you you move about like thirty or, or so more feet, and that that feeling just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, and despite not looking for it, you or like not looking really hard for it, you end up stumbling upon it. Hmm. Um, and you kind of walk through, and all of a sudden, kind of the field around you just kind of disappears, just within like a t- five or ten foot area, and you can see that it's just <clears throat> like cleared, and there is Whoa. a small hatch. And the rest of you watch as like Ezra basically, it almost looks like he falls down into another ravine or through another uh, roof, but he's just gone. Ezra. <laughs> Um, I will go in there. I'll open the hatch. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you, you open up the hatch and there is a there is a little ladder leading down into a tunnel. Ooh. Let's pop back up. Hey guys, I found something. Yeah. Can, can we, we see him? Like, yeah, he like, like, he like pokes his head through reality almost. Hmm. Weird. It's just like yeah, a disembodied head. Like, <laughs> so will I. Yeah. This is better than... I have a side ache. <laughs> I my feet hurt. Blade arm is very heavy. It is. So you all descend down into yeah. this hatch. I should have had everyone stretch before our run. <laughs> and, uh, and the last of you that goes down, I'm assuming that's bold. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. Run last. Sure, the hatch is closed. Yeah. It's a pretty sturdy ladder, so that's good. <laughs> that's good for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you close the hatch after you. Uh, I'll just turn the seatbelt into beanbag mode right as I. Hit the ground. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Cushion your fall. Yeah, it has that, yeah. <laughs> That's not how the seatbelt works. As soon as my feet touch the ground, I can say, I use a bonus action. <laughs> Roll me a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> no, it's only if the ladder broke. If it didn't break, it didn't good. break. All right, I'm good. Don't try and assume that you can get away with things, though. <laughs> or else the ladder will break. Um, so you guys, you guys kind of descend into this little landing area. You can see a single lantern uh, with kind of a magical little light flickering in and out of it. Hmm. Um, not in and out of it. It's just like it looks like a one of those dancing lights. It's yeah. just kind of it's almost like bouncing around inside the lantern. Um, at one point, it hits the corner and everybody goes crazy. But and then there, there's a tunnel that is about it's about ten feet wide and eight feet tall, and it leads uh, just deeper into what appears to be some sort of man-made dugout. Hmm. <sighs> Let's take a moment, <clears throat> Ezra. What is this place? Do you know? No idea. Never seen it before in my life. Okay. <clears throat> 
searching the media area while she's talking. Is there any tra- traps that I can roll me in the Um, is there any like rubble, uh, bricks, pieces of bricks, or rocks, or anything nearby? Um, so what specifically are you asking? Why are you asking? Like, there's a, there's a few like rocks kind of scattered about, yes, but there's nothing like identifiable. Because I was going to use my magical tinkering oh, and yeah. uh, create some create some five foot radius light like pebbles, pebbles? and stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to make three of them and uh, take three actions for it. I'm assuming I have... Yeah, we're not in combat. I have 18 so. seconds to do this. Yes. <laughs> yep. and, I, and I hand one to Eve and I'll hand one to Ezra as well. So Victor acts like he is going to look for traps, but really this floor, is, is it like stone? Uh, it's dirt. Like, okay. like somebody's Is it cool to detach? Yeah. He's like sticking his face to it and just enjoying it because I rolled a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> no traps here, guys. <laughs> By the way, are there any traps in the fridge? Let me check. <laughs> it, uh, it tickles me glitter bug pink that you completely forgot about your magical tinkering when you went into the crystal maze yes, and you true. were completely in the dark and having somebody lead you along <laughs> and you could have created your own light source. Yep, I could have. He's just trying to see how trustful we are. He's were. old. He forgets things sometimes. Cut him some slack. I have Alzheimer's. Oh, that's machine. Not timers. funny. That's sad. I'm sorry. So what is the plan? I'm Eve. Are we continuing on? Oh, nice to meet you. Okay. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Well, we have a second. I, I feel like we're somewhat safe. Let me send a quick message to Cascas. Perhaps we right? could catch our breath. Yeah. Yes. That would be nice. All right. Before we investigate what's down that tunnel. I'm just going to go like 10 feet down and just kind of like see if I can see. Uh, so let's see here. There's a shattering sound and then... You can see down the tunnel, uh, it, it goes even further than like 10 feet. It goes, yeah. con- it continues to go downward. So you can't quite see anything yet, uh, but it just seems to be kind of just gently sloping deeper into the, the earth itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I take the non-med or take the pebble that I enchanted with light and I just toss okay. it down so the ramp. So it goes it's about, it goes about 20 feet and then smacks into a wall and you can see that there's a little turn to the right. Okay. Looks like there's about 20, 25 feet before it takes a turn. Alright. Well, Eve, you said you wanted to send a message. Yes, I'm sending this message to Cass Cass. I'm asking him how long he'll be in Salzport and Ruby Oasis and what he needs our help for. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, I forgot to take this back from you. That's mine. You um, didn't do I, what I you were supposed to do. Give it up voluntarily. You <laughs> can't just. Okay, well, I will try. I will attempt to take it from. <laughs> we both have an A strength, match. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the weakest Remember, fight yeah. ever. I'm just kidding. No, when you hold your hand out, I, I, I kind of. I'm like. I, I warned you that I wouldn't run away. And you're grateful that we did, or else you'd be dead. I should have just welcome, Victor. <laughs> He would run into the wall. I should have trusted Bolt. (laughs) Actually, I don't even know if I can trust Bolt with that. (laughs) Should have trusted myself. So, as a a reminder, um, you all did see Bolt do some weird magic this time that seemed to emanate from the cavity on his chest. Mm -hmm. Rather than the the random. Yeah, it was like Yeah. What's happening with you? I wish I knew. I'll have to go. To the marshlands to see if I can figure it out. 
I'm a regular JJ Abrams, just adding secrets <laughs> on his face. Well, I'm ever expanding. Lens flares. <laughs> yep. Every time we turn, one of the rocks is yeah. across the screen. That was very interesting. Um, <clears throat> well, Jaja, I'm not going to apologize for not running away. And yes, that's your new nickname for today. Jar Jar? Ja Ja. <laughs> Uh, not I'm trying it out. <laughs> we'll see if it sticks. Ja, a not. Negative inventing. <laughs> Negative inspiration. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this is worth a shot, but it will minute. not stick. <laughs> Maybe How while we're <laughs> making our way down this terrifying tunnel, you can explain to me what you did that you have to be blindfolded. Maybe he could explain while we rest for a moment. <laughs> I need a rest. Yes. So we are. Yes. You have are, eight are we wings, able to take a, a rest, a short rest? Yeah. If you guys yes. would like, you can take a short rest. Okay. okay. I don't see any wings, but you say you have eight of them. No, it's not. It's not a literal thing. It's like a wing of a house. Oh. Or of a circus. A ring. Need some wait. Die recovery. Hmm. I'll talk until I hang on. <laughs> and then when we go to this place, we do the same. <laughs> Wait, I'm resting! <laughs> I'm missing a D8. I don't suppose this you guys have a straight D8 up that I might have left here sometime. Also, don't forget about your snuggles. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. an extra D6? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so I'm that. snuggling up with Tufflepuff. Ah, I feel much better. Also, all of you who healed can remove that five foot. Movement limitations. Oh, yes. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Any other extra? Take turns my ankle. rubbing each other's ankles. You get nothing left. We're just sitting there. <laughs> foot, <rubs>. <laughs> <laughs> foot massage this circle. Is so good. This is a I'm pressure point. That... Like, Come on, guys. Like, let's go. <laughs> no, we're, 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 we ha we have an hour, so uh, we would like to know more about. Tell what, us about what, your wings. Which page? What <laughs> is, is 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 it true? Have, has, have you done something? Sort of naughty. Yes. Well, I mean, besides, with, yeah. well, yes, uh, we knew you were a regular rebel. <laughs> we knew it all along. Well, it's it's kind of a long story, but uh, essentially, I I kind of screwed up. I um, I went through the the um, my father and my mother. Uh, they gave me the invitation um, to do the the christening. Are you familiar? No. The what? Chrysalink. Like Chrysalink. Uh, That's where you turn into a butterfly. Yes. yes. You mentioned something about that back at the theater thing. You know, this is kind of like a, a coming of age. You you become something more than just yourself. You become part of one of the wings. Um, when we talk about wings, we're talking about the, the different ways that people believe. So you can have lots of different belief systems but we all fall under one um organization if you will one coexist bumper sticker yes we, we, <laughs> we all have a there's a core creed um that we all follow but to to which degree and to which um portions that we adhere to more or less um each ring has their own the onyx ring i you might have heard of they are very good at assassination they are they they are um they are they believe that by holding up that that document that creed if you will uh, that is their way of, of honoring it my family is not of that creed but we go each of us go through what's called 
the crystal link to uh, prove ourselves. And I proved myself a little uh, foolish. I went through the different tasks. Normally you take two or three um, and then present yourself before the primes and tell them that you are prepared. And before you, you Prime? have... Are these the heads of the ring? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I, I forget that um, not many outsiders hear these. The, the prime is, is like uh, in a tribe, it be chieftain. Hmm. Or perhaps like a mayor, I don't know what. And I'm your mother is the the prime, is she not? Yes, yes, and it's it's won by either cunning or by strength. Um, strength of mind is basically the 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 person who represents and leads us. It's a very uh, how do you say like a, a stratocracy. Um, the strongest sit up top, and uh, you get through it. And um, long and short of it, I'm supposed to choose one of the things and uh, I got cocky and so I, I had actually opened all of the the uh, the they use what's butterfly it's very very um, how do you say um, like a metaphor metaphorical yes 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 there are these butterflies that they have in these cages and you choose one one and you uh, when you open it it flies to the prime and if they accept then it comes back it tells you that that they accept you into that. I opened them all, um, thinking that I had done all the tests, that I deserved to be uh, whatever I wanted. I didn't have to choose one. And the Apex was very angry at this. And uh, he, he told me that my, uh, my passion and my, my uh, hubris blinded me. And so in a very real way, the uh, punishment, they removed my sight and uh, told me that I was not to return until I was to able to uh, prove that I had learned from my mistake. And the only way I was able to make uh, ends meet, if you will, is to, you know, people know what the rings look like. And, uh, nobody wanted to hire me as, as somebody at the bar. They wanted me as the bodyguard or whatever. So I found work hmm. elsewhere. And so how is it that you are to prove yourself? Did they give you a certain task or...? There are a couple ways. My mother actually, um, she was granted one boon. Uh, because I was her son, she was able to grant me at least a little bit of sight. And that is unusual for this. But she was able to, to um, unlock, I guess, that, that boon that she, she accepted me in some form or fashion. But she was she was disbarred from allowing me to join that wing. Hmm. Um, the fourth, the fourth, the, the ruby, fourth. ruby wing. The ruby wing, yes, yes, uh, very, yes. So so now I, I search for someone who might be able to help. I I don't want to go back and and um, I don't want to screw up again. Uh, you know, it's I want to be able to fix it and make sure I did it right and. I hear that there are people who have gone through it as well and that don't operate either in the rings or maybe they're out in the world and I'm looking for some of that information. And is that why you think Salzport might be a good place to go? Possibly. I, or it could be a red herring, I don't know. Um, just looking for different masters of different things. I also want to learn other ways of... Uh, there are Each wing fights totally different. Like some use, use different weapons and I'd like to learn each of them and master them in my own way. 
So, <clears throat> upon proving yourself or being accepted into one of these wings, at that point, uh, you you have your sight restored. Uh, in theory, yes. Uh, that I have to prove myself to to either one of the primes or someone who has the power to restore my sight. Yeah, that is not in my family. That was one of the only conditions, the the primary condition that the apex um, or <coughs> my entire lineage would be put to death. It seems like they sent you on a, a task off. that you're not meant to complete. Indeed. Are all of your family members of the Ruby Wing? I, it is, is, is difficult to, to, to explain, but my mother is uh, always been from Ruby Wing. My father is actually more of a forge. He's better with making knives. He made this. Um, shows Sarosol. But uh, he was actually from a different wing. He actually came from... Uh, I need to get... Was he on? Seeing, I believe it was... Was he on next one? Hold on, I got it written down here. Was it a scandal? Um, he was Onyx the, and a ruby getting together? <gasps> no, he, he, it's it's pretty normal. He he uh, was a skilled craftsman <laughs> of the third. It's not important. I'll find it later. <laughs> I have it written down in here somewhere, and I don't want to go through the twenty-five pages. Um, they, they, when they when they marry, whoever is the higher status, which was my mother, they take on her name and they become part of their wing. So, do each rings have the same amount of power and say in your... To varying slam? degrees. There are some that, that deal in, in assassination. There's some that are better at information and the passage of it. I, I mean more on a social... Political. Political. Is there one more powerful one that's better? The Apex rules above all. He, hmm. is, he, is, he or she has proven themselves as the strongest, the smartest, the most cunning, is they sit on the very top. Hmm. And uh, <clears throat> the ruby wing, what what are they good at? What do they specialize in? Uh, the, the the creed of that 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 particular wing, um, it's about passion, and that can be the passion to kill, the passion to protect. The passion to to love someone. It is it is mostly about about being true to your core passions, mm -hmm. and um, uh, on top of the core creed. So. Mm. Mm. I have a question about them taking your sight. Yes. Was it magical in nature, or perhaps medical? Did they physically remove it's, the organs it, themselves, or was or? it just the blindfold? Well, it's, it's actually, yes, and so he'll um, pull back his hood that usually keeps up kind of forward, and the, the I guess the headband, or the, it's like this thing, you can visibly see where it's like pinching off, like super tight type stuff, where he just, you know, like, it, um, this this is sometimes put on traitors, depending on if you, how, what level of disgrace you've put on yourself and your family when you're cast out, and mine was because of my blind pride, um, they put this this magical item, and um, and again, I I could go and have someone remove it with the curse, but if I don't fulfill my end of the bargain, then it is not uh, it besmirches my honor, and I cannot face my family that way. Did you? Didn't you just say that you did not want to go back? 
I do want to go back, but for different reasons. I don't want to become part of what's there. I want to teach, show them that there's there are better ways than some of these dogmatic You want to overthrow ideals. the apex. <laughs> I don't, uh, there is a little, I, if I, I would be lying if there wasn't a little bit of anger and, and frustration at, at the, the stupidity that he can sometimes pervade, but I more so want to be accepted by yeah. each of those families and, and help them. It's, it's more of a subservient role, like you are the top, but you also are the bottom. You are the foundation that holds everything. Perhaps once we've finished our business in Terabon. We could maybe book passage on a, on some kind of vessel and travel towards Southport. <clears throat> Perhaps um, Keskes might be willing to meet us in Terabon. Of course, we're, we're 18 days from now. East or west? Well, yes. I was supposed to go east and I've done so, and apparently we're continuing to go east. Any more insight you've got for me, Craggy? <laughs> <laughs> No, crickets. Okay. No, yeah, crickets. Like that's a type of music. <clears throat> I'm just. I, I've. I've. I've hooked up with Evie here. Craggy seems to like that. Seems to like that we're all together. And at this point, I suppose I'm just following my nose. Victor, what is the core creed? The core creed itself. It's. Uh, you know how people they say that they they are knife dancers. Yes, uh, they had. They do things that are very similar. Well, in the, the rings, it's it's also um, it's also very very uh, how do you say? Uh, I guess it's best to explain a little bit about what they what they are. Like one of them is once you have given given the invitation and you accept, then you are in some way become part of the blade. It is as much a part of, as your possession as it is a piece of you. And you must treat it as such and never leave your sight. That is why it's so odd that we found this other dagger and pull out Blackthorn from and Glitterbug's thing is usually it would mean death or um, or extreme at the very you know lightest extreme dishonor to leave it behind. Um, but one of them is is to um, to have honor above all things. I need to get it in front of me because I have it here. <laughs> uh, so, so you never neglect your blade. It is a direct reflection of your soul. Your dull blade is a dull mind. It can only lead to sorrow. Protect those in your ring with honor. Teach those without. And ravage, ravage those who are unpenitent. That um, seems a bit intense. A drawn blade Explains a is to support your <clears throat> beliefs. Defend those you, uh, yeah, defend those you love, or to smite your challenger. You may collect what you kill, but only if done with honor. Seek knowledge before bloodshed. The truth will guide your blade. Should you falter, your ring will suffer. Receive gifts with only but one hand, that the other remain unsullied for your blade. And nine, uh, the last one that we all kind of pull together on is uh, that the dance of death is solemn and holy and that each execution should be a masterful artwork uh, to be remembered both for both you and for the person who is to die. And these things, each of, each of the wings takes some of these tenants and they latch onto them a little more than the rest. I see. 
I've done research in the past, and um, it sounds like you may be in some sort of murder cult. <laughs> what do you mean? It's dogmatic, but it's not a cult. No, this is why he wants to change things. Yeah, but I can, I can see, see where that's, yes, it's, it can it's be quite extreme. strict, quite intense. And it's open to interpretation, too. The prime that is leading each of those rings can heavily influence. So if it changed one day, it could be sunshine and rainbows as say here say um other days it could be dark troubling clouds of, of strife i mm. many years ago there the onyx ving actually ended up being a, a go to getting into some pretty nasty business with some of the wars and things that happening with different houses and it's not a good time for us player question is it ring or ring. wing it's both it's ving so wing <laughs> ring is referring to the physical family location okay wing is referring to the belief system that they're following so you can be um i guess character uh, with the way he would have explained victor would explain it is that her his dad had core beliefs that were different than the red the ruby wing but he joined the ruby wing because his mother because his mother was a higher standing okay so they belong he belongs to two wings because of that marriage but so it's it's ruby wing onyx wing and then your ring is like your family yeah, so the wing, the the ring, uh, so onyx, usually when they say like the ruby wing, onyx wing, etc., it's usually referring to the wing. And then the rings are the numbers. So like, like eighth one, two, ring, three, four. fourth oh, ring, okay. fifth okay. ring, first ring. And that, that usually, because that just, just identifies that this, you know, the first wing could be 50% ruby wing and other percent onyx wing, or it could be completely like purist and say, mm -hmm. no one can be anything but this. And so the rings are uh, cross wings. And are sort of like a almost like, like, a, like a class hierarchy. Yeah, just thinking like Jedi orders. Got it. Cool. Yeah. And the but so the rings is more like physical. A, a light eyes of the third dawn. It's a yeah. very confusing <laughs> org chart. Exactly. It is. It is. <laughs> and they have no they have no physical like location. The only place that's like really static for them is the single. There's a coliseum that the that the crystalline happens. And that's in the Malagoth Mountains. And that's where the Apex and their ring stay. It's actually on the other side of the river, though, mm -hmm. isn't it? I think so. On the yeah. north side? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's on the north side. Yeah. So it's down in that area. Technically, area. still the Malagoth Mountains, but it is on Got the it. opposite yeah. side of the river. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well. Thank you, Victor. Sorry for a long exposition. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dying to know about it, quite frankly. Long rest and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly hope you find him someday. You are ready then. Whether I am or not, you've been more than fair. <laughs> Anything else we need to get off our chests? I don't know. Get in our chests? Bolts? Nothing? <laughs> Stuff I just, is going in, out. I, for the record, right I am, I, as far as I when I looked at the Book of Bandies, I'm not in there, right? No. Okay. <laughs> For the record, I don't have any price on my head. So, we're good. Yes. Just us. Just. Just Only, only the cool kids, apparently. The kids who struggle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we see what's down this tunnel? Let's do it. Okay. I will... I'll take point. Alright. That's something remind me. I'd like to learn what you know. Pebble up. Yeah. Of my history. Of this, I think murder cults in general seem to be. Well, not a lot of your history, just things to know. avoid, you know, yeah. just like cliff notes. <laughs> uh, so you go down 
25 feet, turn around that corner, and it's just about another 10 feet, and then it turns around. And then you hear, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what is the order for everybody else, by the way? Technically, there is 10 feet, so you are able to, like, kind of whistle past each other. I can scout ahead. Yeah, you're a rogue. Do roguey things. (laughs) Do roguey things. I'll, I'll, uh, I guess I scout it. I'll go look for traps as we're kind of going along. Okay. Um, Methodically, just, you know, checking for the typical, like, tripwires and pressure plates. Uh, Go ahead and give me a perception check for this one, please. Okay. So this is perception. That is a total of 13. Okay. So as everybody's, like, gathering up, you kind of uh, slip into, slip into the hallway, kind of move past the the light pebble which you haven't picked up yet because just are gearing up and you come around and you're just about to hit that second corner when you hear kind of a like a, a soft scratch of like a boot like scraping along okay dirt um you can't see anything obviously uh it's more than 15 feet away from you but as you kind of just listen around that corner you do hear every now and then like a, a sniffle or like a sharp breath or you know, like, something that indicates somebody is waiting. Does so? And it sound, does it does it sound like? Because um, like, between adults and kids, they have different kind of. It's not like a kid that's hiding out in the corner, as far as I can tell, right? Yeah, no, it, it, sound, it, it sounds. It sounds like, like an adult. Like, it sounds like an adult. Yeah. Okay. In fact, as you keep listening, it sounds like several adults. Okay, so I'm gonna slink back. Or I want to try and stealth back. I guess to make sure I don't screw something up. Oh. Uh, Seventeen. Yeah, yeah, you go ahead and sneak back around okay. the corner. I, uh, I heard some voices, er, not voices, but I heard some multiple bodies. Mm. I don't know, can't see them. Not problem, potentially. Hmm. Ezra, that familiar of yours isn't ready to go yet, is oh, it? Already. It's ready. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was what in in Willow Creek. Yeah. For you. All right. Let's we'll start it up. Okay. Uh, yeah, so take ten minutes for the ritual. You kind of you gotta put the body pin in. Oh yeah, click. Yep, the hair, the hair, and the thing comes yep. to life and gives you the the classic uh, Clash of the Titan hoots. Mm, nice. Like Hermes. Yep. Right. So here's my question: Are you just going to leave it in owl form? Because technically, this has changeable forms in the form of little uh, tricks and, and stuff that Bolt has put in. In this case, I will leave it as an owl. Because I don't know that okay. I know about the tricks. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have told you. With yeah. the fine familiar spell too, you do know that. Okay. Can, like, yeah. yeah. Change. You can change, 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 change to Yeah. Okay. Too, yeah. So uh, it'll be an owl form, and I'll just okay. kind of have it fly over, circle back, okay. if it can come back. Um. So, and you're going to be looking through its eyes. Yes. Okay. Um. So, what is the owl's AC? Let's. <laughs> Question. We, I don't think I've added Not this high. yet. I want to say it's like a 13 or a 12. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, oh. Actually, I don't think it is going to matter. <laughs> it's AC's 11. <laughs> yeah. So it, it flies around the corner and kind of banks around to kind of get a good look in your eyes. You, you know, you're seeing through its eyes. You can kind of see that, uh, that kind of fishbowl lens look because you are looking through like mechanical um, glass. Mechanical glass? Um, and it comes around the corner, and you see you see a, a hexagonal room uh, made out of dirt. You can see uh, wooden buttresses that kind of come up around everything. Buttresses. Buttresses. <laughs> yes. I was waiting for that, um, just to kind of hold everything together, because technically, like this isn't like solid rock, right? I mean, even with solid rock, you would need 
Yeah, something. Yeah, some supports. Yep. Um, and you you see, and then you see an arrow fly out from behind one of several barricades where there are people waiting, and it smashes into your owl. Uh, I believe your owl only has one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and so it yeah, and uh, all of the magic comes back. The owl like. Technically, the owl, when you reform it, it will reform with the right. with the actual chassis and everything. Um, but you do see one more thing as you shoot it, and that is that the archer is wearing a medallion with oh, a with a golden hourglass on it. We went right into the wolf den. Well, <laughs> um, so I'll like <laughs> work out of it. There are. What happened? Bad guys with the hourglass. So would you say, how long do I have till they get here? Probably any second. Let's bring bring the trap. I got caltrips. It didn't look like they were heading towards. They're just waiting. They are are hunkered down behind barricades. Are they close together for you to go? Not at that level. Maybe. They are waiting to ambush, it looks like. How many were you able to see? Uh, More than five? Okay. We'll just go ahead and natural 20. Natural 20. Ooh. Nice. I was going to have you roll advantage too because technically it's an owl. Um, but yes. yeah, there were six of them. There are six of them. I've got an idea. Bubble of darkness, run in, charging, screaming. I mean, I'm itching to get back at these bastards. Let's go for it. Okay. They obviously seem like bad guys. I they mean, might be the ones who sent... They may not be bad guys. <laughs> Just because you are a bad guy. Doesn't <laughs> mean you are bad guys. Sparrow thing. The medallion. Let's see if we can keep one of them alive for questioning, perhaps? Craggy? <laughs> you like say it. You hear this ominous kind of murmuring. Wow. Which are scary dog noises. <laughs> okay, so is that the plan? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, you will need to before we do chain again to have somebody lead you, and oh. Ezra as well. Yeah, I have dark vision. But oh, sorry. Darkness. Are you gonna pop that before we run, or yes. as soon as we get it? Okay, save myself a round. Okay, then Absolutely. yes, I will be holding on to somebody who can see. <laughs> I just like to cast bless before we do that. Hmm. Okay. Would that be okay? Um, on Sari, Bolt, and Victor. Is it D6 or D4? D4. Okay. Bless. Hopefully the bless. <laughs> yeah, and I say, like, like, let's just walk up to that first corner, right, before where they can't see us. Yep. And maybe put everyone who can see in darkness so it's just the three of us up in front in front in in the bubble okay so before we get into the next phase here uh let's just roll initiative off the bat Come on, baby. <laughs> okay no actually i'm gonna i'm gonna save that okay my inspiration come on love of all things holy I roll so poorly for initiative <laughs> right. in this. Twenty for Eve. I'm I'm re-rolling. I'm using my inspiration. Seven, <laughs> Seventeen. Seventeen. <laughs> one. Oh no. Why? A two and a one. Good use of inspiration. Uh, Victor, you have plus. 
24. Does that work? It doesn't apply to initiative, I don't think. Ezra? 11. And Zeradon. Four. Okay. It's a separate roll. But it also uses your. So. No, just your deck. You all. Just to be clear, I wanted to cast darkness before we came charging around the corner. Yep. Have to I have to rain on your parade a bit, but yes, you do okay. cast darkness. Okay. Uh, and then you guys come around the corner, and basically there's this big burst of darkness that comes out of the room. And uh, Ceradon, as you hit that first step, mm-hmm. um, you feel a rune underneath you light up mm. and dispel your darkness. Oh, wow. shoot! <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, I need to mark on this. Dang it! Dang it! Pop your sparrows. Uh, so a couple other features that you notice in the room. Uh, you see that um, everything's illuminated normally. There are lanterns hanging from the buttresses uh, that are lighting everything up. You see two archers in the back. You see uh, four other people with, they seem to have daggers and they're they're already like in the midst of like casting something. You can see this kind of um, golden like sand-like magic flowing through the air. Um, And then you also see that along each of the walls, except for, so there's a door against that wall, against the, West wall, okay. one against the northwest wall, and then one against the southwest wall. Okay. Three doors. Yep, three doors. And then on either side of those, basically on any of the doors, you see these big etched arcane runes hmm. that um, that seem to have a lot of dust collected around the five foot area around the outside of the room where people have not walked. And you also see one uncovered in the center of the room that already is glowing brightly. It's a, a rune. A rune on yep. the floor. Yep. Okay. So rune here. Yep. And just then like two back here. Rune. Yep. You said. Okay. Uh, so there's one, just one on each wall, basically. Oh, on each yep. wall. Okay. Are they? They're above the doors. Uh, they are. There's not one above the doors. There's one on either side of the door. Okay. <clears throat> In the proper way. Mm. Oh boy. Has it? So there's that. That was a. I have to justify this. They these guys were prepared for um, some other raiding party of magical nature, so they definitely were prepared for dispelling any sort of magical like mm-hmm. comings on. So doesn't um, mean you can't cast darkness again. Would I still have mage armor from the beetle fight? It lasts eight hours. Yes, it? yes, it hasn't mm-hmm. been eight hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, so we're gonna start off tonight. Just don't step on this rune. With Vic- <laughs> the rune, the rune that you stepped on. Had had flared to life and then and dissolved. Then dispersed. Okay. okay. Yep. It was. It okay. appeared to be a glyph of warning. Got it. Okay. Um. I'm going to <clears throat> bonus action drop two daggers where I'm standing as I'm running. Okay. Making it look like a. Oops. Drop my daggers. Oh dear. Drat. Uh, so I'm going to stop you right as you hit that first okay. wall, because uh, the rune that you're standing next to lights up. <sighs> and this kind of like golden magic flares out at you. Uh, I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw, please. Oh no. If I'm blind, am I immune to the radiant effects? <laughs> <laughs> uh, with constitution save, it's a... 18. Okay. Uh, so you're going to take some damage here, but you're not going to take all the effects of this. Okay. You take four necrotic damage as basically you feel you feel as if like your your personal time is accelerating a little bit like you are you age, you age just a little bit faster Ezra hit them not me 
What? And you can continue. Okay. And then I will continue to him. So this wall goes all the way up, or is it like a half wall? It is. It that that is like a, a barricade providing uh, total cover. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm basically gonna roll across. Okay. So when you hit there, the second rune Damn lights up. So I need you to make me another Constitution <laughs> oh, save. Oh, are, the, are they on the ground or on the wall? They're on the wall, facing outward. Okay, another one. So this is. So I, I'm sorry to ask this. No, it's fine. But there's runes on every wall. Basically, every single like section of wall that you can see on the battle map here has a rune on it. The one that Ezra, or the one that Victor just passed by, is now gone. Just don't don't worry. I'll, so I'll, he's triggering the one. You trigger yeah, all the runes, Victor. <laughs> I'll just run around the room and you revive me. <laughs> Thank you. Well, mm, there's one in the middle too. Watch out for that. As long as one's not disintegration, ray, we're okay. Um, and yeah, it was a nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Uh, again, you just take four necrotic damage. Right, right, okay. Yep. <laughs> and then you can continue on. My I've got fingers that look like Ezra's. <laughs> Old man Old fingers. Man fingers. <laughs> you haven't seen my fingers. <laughs> I'm gonna attack. Like um, a maverick hot dog that's been in there too long. <laughs> What's your finger? Dang, I'm rolling. Uh, so that is going to be a 25 damage. And this is just a melee attack? Which melee, yep. Just a, uh, 25 will hit. Okay, and this is gonna be 1d4. There's no person adjacent to him, so that's going to be 5. I'm gonna roll my epic dice for so that's going to be six total. Six total damage. Damage. Thank you. And that's right. That's Perfect. Uh, then it is Eve. Well, the runes that that were triggered are like not glowing anymore. No, yeah, the the two runes that were triggered on those walls have dissolved, just like the one that you trapped or triggered as well. Uh, these are more glyphs of warding, if you want to know the specifics. I warned you about them back there. So the the rune in the center of the room is already lit up. Yep, that's already. Glowing. And it's like right here. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's just a it's just a kind of taking up that ten that large creature square basically ten by ten. But I want to run this way. Yes, it is worrisome. Peekaboo yeah. to this guy. Alrighty. And we'll attack with. Milong sword. Milong sword. Add it to the sound effect. (laughs) By the end of this, we're going to be able to do prank calls on people with just Tori's voice. (laughs) Like, hello, this is Domino's. And then hang up. Oh, my goodness. There you go. So that is a 24 to hit. A 24 will hit. Inspiration? My damage? Um, no. <laughs> Son of a. Okay, so that is for five damage. Okay. Uh, so you you come around the corner and you slam, and he brings up that kind of like that kind of sand time thing, almost as like a shield, and it hits and it just shatters the shield and, and cuts into his arm a little bit. So you have uh, dispelled his concentration, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And you Good. said how much? Was it ten? Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, no, it's, no it's five. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's vulnerable, right? So it's ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Just need to adjust something here. Okay, and is that all you're doing? 
Um, yes. Okay, perfect. Uh, the purple archer is going to go <coughs> next. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this combat is so terrifying. Uh, and the archer is going to line up and uh, really kind of like zone in on Eve and make a pair of attacks. First one is an 18 to hit. That is my AC. Okay. That one has a little bit extra on it, a little extra oomph. 15 damage. Oh, wait. Yeah, well. More? Nope. No, I just, I just rolled the wrong dice, but I rolled it lower than it should have been, not higher. So I'm just going to leave it at that. And here's the second attack, which is even higher. And that one is just going to be five piercing damage. It's basically a pair of twangs uh, ring out and two arrows smack into you from behind. Not on your behind, just from behind. Well, I keep extra special armor covering <laughs> my bum. That's where the shield goes. <laughs> then you can do the Ace Ventura thing. Ah, ah, yeah. On your butt cheeks. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> okay. Bolt. Speaking of butt cheeks. What? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's some story I don't Hold on, know. it's processing. Excuse <laughs> Just a, it's just a non-segue segue. segue. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and move up. Uh, right up next to Victor. Okay. And I'm actually going to vine whip. Can I see this one? Is it? Yeah. Within range, I'm going to vine whip this one. This uh, uh, black base one. Okay. Uh, because of the angle of that, they'll have half cover against you, which will just be a plus two. Can I squeeze over this way then to get better view? Better view. Uh, I mean, if there's a space in there, technically. I mean, technically, yes. The rings are pushing them out. Yeah. Like right yep. there, so. I'd be like yep. Right behind yeah, I'll go ahead and give that to you. Go ahead and roll your attack roll. Ah! He finally tripped over that route, guys. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> a little so delayed. Is that just, bolt just call me Internet Explorer. <laughs> bolt cheek. Okay. Yeah, they bring up that uh shield, that kind of sand shield, and it smashes against it. And then I'm gonna use uh bonus action. Actually no, I don't have that. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, the Silver Archer is going to go next, and that's two attacks on Victor okay. this time. The first one is a... My AC is 15. Yeah, that's a hit then. Okay. And this one is one of their zoning attacks. So you take 13 piercing damage. And the second one is a 19 to hit. So take another six piercing damage. Victor goes unconscious. <laughs> really? You didn't yeah. heal from... No, no, oh, no. but you took four and four from and... Lips. Yep. Oh, no. As I, <laughs> I got this! Hey, I could do this all! <laughs> and I'm unconscious. Oh, no. <laughs> but I still have Bless, right? Does uh, that apply to saving throws? Technically yeah. Bless for my death, death saves. Okay. Oh, I do need a concentration check from you for those two attacks. Uh, yeah. Though. 
14. Check. Check. Okay, good. good. Excellent. So concentrating. Yep, so that archer just snaps off two arrows. Uh, you guys watch as Victor drops. And then... Wait, we got to the fun part, guys. As I, here's, here's the fun part. I found it in consciousness. Well, we're all going to die, so... <laughs> well, it's fun for me. I see a disapproving um, face of my mother and father as I fall into the darkness. Victor, I need... you forgot to do the dishes, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> I need Saradon. I told my story and now I die. Uh-huh. And Eve to roll me constitution saving throws, please. Start writing another 22 pages for my next one. Oh, <laughs> this be Victor's brother. Schmincter. 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 There we go. That's a little better. 13. Okay, 13. 18. 18. So you're safe. And you safe. Um, so a, a pair of beams come down from above the ceiling, <clears throat> these magical uh, rays. And slam into both of you. You feel like you feel like a little bit more sluggish, but nothing affects you too bad, Eve. Uh, Saradon, you will take half damage on this attack, as uh, a four-eye-stalked creature with a bulbous body comes oh descending. My gosh, from the are you ceiling. kidding me? Good thing it's like a baby one, but dang, it's a gazer. Where does it land? It's going to land right in the middle there. Yeah. Okay. That now, must be has what it, that glyph is. Is the rune still glowing or uh that is that is basically like it it's glowing brighter okay. with that around it. Got it. Uh so you're going Sometimes to take a baby You're gonna take Player six necrotic heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think and then um it's just like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Bolt and Ezra both need to roll me a constitution saving oh, no. throw again. As another one descends Holy from the sea. Oh, a natural one! I'm using my my inspiration because I can't have a natural one. Right a three. A three. Yeah, you know okay. that's fine. Uh, five. Five. Uh, hey, so 14? this is the episode so you, where we save. all wipe. <laughs> um, and uh, you, it feels like it's trying to like muddle your mind, uh, but it doesn't do anything. Um, and then you are going to take just. Just you're gonna take 21 necrotic damage. Whoa! I'm still alive, but oh my gosh, I'm almost. You went from old band fingers to the. I'm on a knee. (laughs) They hurt that bad. (laughs) Wow. And you give people an hour to prepare. (laughs) Who's next? One one of the other enemies. So let's see, the gray one, I think that you were attacking, is that correct? Yep. Yeah. He is, is he look to... into Eve's eyes and fall in love? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. He's trying. She's just too damn beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, my love, kill your partner. <laughs> <laughs> if you really love me, you will kill everyone in here. Including um, yourself. Prove to your so queen. He is just going to, he's actually going to reach out, and you can see that uh, like he's trailing uh, time magic with him as he tries to uh, grasp you with it. Oh. And he crits. Oh my gosh. Sweet Eve Christmas. Is probably dead. So, this is the alternate universe uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is where the multiverse branches. This is it. It cuts to um, as we're waking up and be like, oh, that was a crazy dream. We should make sure that doesn't happen the next time we go in there in this reality. <laughs> what is your hit point total? What do I have right now? What? Yeah, what's your total hit points? 12. 12? Okay. Eve is dead. Uh, yeah, so that was... 41 necrotic damage. So hold on, is this was this a saving throw? This that was you an did? attack roll. An attack roll, okay. Yeah. So never mind, I can't help you. Well, she's not dead outright. If it does more than her total. Than half her total. Well, it would need to be it would need to take her to negative 36. Okay. So right. you're not yeah. dead outright. You're unconscious. Okay. Oh my god. Sweet Christmas. The healer's um, down. The healer's down. We don't have Bless. Yeah, Bless is gone. Oh no. This it is, is very distressing, I know. This is the oh wait, hold on. As a reaction, after a, a creature you can see within 30 feet makes an attack, this does apply to, to that. I'm going to make it re-roll. Okay. I'm using a chrono shift. I'm going to see it coming just like, no, that was so bad. Instead, it's just a 19. <laughs> to hit? Which, yeah. It's, oh, that's that's a hit, but it doesn't crit. Okay. So, Let's just go ahead and re-roll that damage. Oh. Save it a little bit, I guess. Good call. Keep the healer alive. Yeah, keep the healer alive at all costs. It was costs. 41 damage before, right? Yes. Uh, now it is just mm. 14 necrotic damage. That's where we that call still it. takes me down. Okay. Yep, okay. still unconscious. Shoot. <laughs> Worth a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for trying, Stop. Ezra. Ezra, it is actually your turn. Thank you for trying. And as, as you do that, you see like several eyes snap to you, and they go, it is him. Uh, Does he poop his pants a little bit? Okay, I stay. I don't run away. Okay, I'm just gonna go right there and just be scared, and then cast shatter right here. Okay, and it goes ten feet. So what, what is it again? It's a dexterity it's a, I think it's a con, con. save. Yeah, which isn't great. Yeah. So it's a twenty foot cube. Um. Here we go. So it's a ten foot radius. radius. A ten foot radius. Yep. Yeah. That's basically a decimal circle. Yeah. yeah. So I'll get the four of them. Okay. And it is a con save of fifteen. So one of the archers will say purple archer and green aberration uh, make their save. The others do not. So that's um, twenty damage or half. Twenty or half. Nice round numbers. Thank you for that. Yeah. You know what? Take an epic time. <laughs> I'm, I'm such. I'm such a nice dungeon master. <laughs> Can I ask Eve? <laughs> yeah, Victor and I feel a little differently about that right now. Oh, and uh, the barricade. That the archers are in, it gets destroyed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, as you as you come down with the sonorous sound and just shatter that, uh, you can see that the dirt like rumbling underneath as well. So that was 10, 15, 20. I'll get up to um, to Victor. Okay, and I'll end my turn there. Okay. Or can um, I? Well, that would would it be an action to see to like rummage through him to see if he has like a healing potion? Or would I need to do a full action for that? Ah, uh, that would be a full. Okay, action. so I'll just get there and then I'll stop. Yeah. He, Victor uh, fell, and the bottle fell out, and he landed on his face, and then it soaks in. <laughs> you take 
damage from the glass shattering, but exactly. and then it heals back up and <laughs> just get just make a headband of, of healing, and then when you fall, that's so um, the the tan member mm-hmm. will run up to Bolt. And he will say, "Take your opportunity attack while you're dead." <laughs> he will say, "Surrender," and then he's going to actually lash out at you, even even saying that with his hand here. Whoa! I mean, we barely know each other. Don't lash out at me. Um, and that is a twenty-one to hit. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Take sixteen necrotic damage. This is going to be the easiest recap for me. <laughs> and then it's just, I hate Corey. <laughs> okay. No, I wouldn't hate you if you died. And then the the one that you tried to lash is going to go, and she is going to rush up to you and do the same thing. Basically, they're just like sending this streak of magic at you. And that is a 17 to hit. That misses. Okay, so that one misses. Red is going to go for Sari. Okay. And in, in fact, actually, she just uh, kind of comes up from behind the, the crate and launches a, a streak of magic at you. So I, mean, I think it's just a streakers. Uh, dexterity saving throw, please. Oof. 12. 12. Saves. You duck oh. under this kind of streak of Magic is slams into the back wall. Duck and roll, duck and roll. Ceridon, hi. Finally. <laughs> um, can I, can I, I know that we can drink a bone or a healing potion as a bonus action. Can I give somebody else a, a healing potion as a bonus action? I believe it is an action to give somebody else a healing potion. Okay. Dang. Um, well, in that case, I'm going to recast darkness on myself. Okay. Um, the uh, the slobbering aberrations in the middle of the room start looking a little confused. And suddenly, this field of darkness. And I'm going to run up five ten, just next to um to Eve, so that this one and this one are in it. Red is not that guy is. Okay. Um, but Eve is is in it and. I guess as a bonus action, I'm going to. Hmm, I'll just use <clears throat> my Hexblade's curse on. This one made it save. This one failed at save. That guy took some damage earlier from Eve. Five damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll use it on. Um, on yellow. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. It. That's my turn. Uh, Victor, give me a death saving throw, please. Victor. 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 Uh oh. Is that a. Uh, do you have a bit? No, we don't have the. So is this. This is a con save, right? No, it's just a straight throw. Everything else roll with it. I'm going to roll with inspiration. Okay. What was it? It was a seven. Fifteen. Hey, what's one save? One success. Eve, roll me a death saving throw. Oh, Eve. Go. I failed. 
Just a regular failure, not a critical failure. Mm-hmm. Just regular. Okay, three. Alrighty. Critical. <laughs> uh, the purple archer is going to try and just like, just try and find what is in that darkness and just uh, fire a couple shots off at you. So okay. here's the first shot. Come on, hit your gazer friends. <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> on your first side. one is a 16 to hit. That's my AC. Okay. Oh. Lucky shot. Mm. Uh, so take 15 piercing damage and then give me a concentration check, please. Oh, man. Wow. This was a mistake. <laughs> wait, do I have this is like, no, you are wait, rolling wait. so good and we are rolling no, I didn't so take, bad. I didn't take Eldritch Mind, so I, I failed. Soul I have not rolled this good in a while. Sure. Yeah, I failed. Okay. Uh, so that first arrow hits you. The darkness is dispelled once again. No. Uh, the choir of the crags, like full on, like rages. You can hear the the. It's almost like screamo music in your mind as uh, they they can't quite get a hold on this uh, darkness. And then the second attack will just be a normal one. It's context. Uh, that's context. A ten to hit. So the second attack goes overhead and smashes into the wall. Oh man. Uh, reach down and 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 okay. place my hand on Victor's shoulder and say, "We're not done yet." And I'm going to cast uh, cure wounds. Perfect. Okay. I can do this all day. <laughs> As I um, vomit on so the ground. Eight <laughs> rainbow vomit. Eight, eight healing. Eight healing. Eight, eight, eight heals. Thank you, Bolt. Of course. Okay. Live to we see need one more attack. I am going to. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Just got to survive to my turn, I guess. I thought I had a killing question, but you know. I know I have. Bolt definitely eats a full healing potion. Like he doesn't. <laughs> he, he doesn't like drink it. The yeah, Viva La Dirt League style. Yep. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna do this bonus action. So do the roll. Okay. That's nine. Nine hit points. Nine. Mm-hmm. So nine. Good roll. <laughs> yeah. I only one from away from X. Oops. Yeah, I remember you had one. Uh, the silver archer goes next, and uh, they're going to focus on Ceradon. They definitely don't want darkness this next time. Don't worry, I'm out of spell slots. Oh, <laughs> oh thanks. They don't you know, shift on over. Ezra, no. <laughs> hey. uh, 21 to hit. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh goodness. Uh, that takes 21. I'm down. Okay. And a second attack on Ezra. They just go left to right here. Oh no. Uh, and that is higher than what? Oh no. Oh no! Eight piercing damage. Yeah, I'm down. Like <laughs> <laughs> right, here, let me help you, Victor. Oh, okay. I'm down. Uh, and then it's the spectators' turns, and uh, we'll just do an eye ray on each of you. Constitution saving throws, please. Oh, uh, sorry, on Bolt and Victor. <laughs> oh, it's like each of us each, the no, down. Yeah. No, cruel. Bolt and Victor. On save. That's a twelve. Thirteen. Uh, so Victor is paralyzed for one minute, and then give me another constitution saving throw. I was blind. Now I'm paralyzed. <laughs> uh, you're paralyzed as well. 
And uh, that gives them enough time to come around and basically knock you both unconscious as well. Can we talk about... <laughs> so what character should I re-roll? And so ends the Tales of Anary. You know, I was just kind of sick and tired. Nine is enough. Um, one guy made a bad comment in the section. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah, that was rude. <laughs> um, so what's going to happen now is darkness for a little bit. Not the good kind of darkness, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but several hours later... Um, Do I get any more vision stuff? While you're asleep? Yeah. Uh, you... Hmm. Since I normally don't sleep at all. Go ahead and roll me go ahead and roll me a history check. Nine. Nine? Um you get, you get to relive the vision that you had before. And you do see I I'll, I'll say that the shapes are a little clearer. They're still vague, you can't tell like who they are. Mm-hmm. But you definitely see one that's uh, far shorter than the rest, and you see one that's far larger than the rest. Okay. I'll give you that much. Uh, several hours later, Victor, Bolt, Eve, and Ceradon wake up in a vast, rocky cavern, and all of you are—all of you are basically chained to the wall um, with these magical glowing chains. Uh, you've been stripped of your weapons and armor, so you're down to whatever you wear under your armor, your underclothes, that sort of thing. Except for me. Except for, yeah. They cannot well, yeah. remove my armor mm-hmm. without yep. my... Uh, you've just been given, like, extra manacles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Is that extra bolts? M-A-N-A dash C-L-E-A manacles. Manacles, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, you can kind of, you see, again, you kind of see this sigil carved into the ground um, that, it, that it's kind of just glowing and everything. And you're looking around and all you can see is kind of this large storeroom almost that this cave has been turned into. There's crates on either side barrels. And as you guys are watching, you see this hulking form come around the corner and this ogre is uh, in kind of ragged cow hides is carrying a barrel from one side to the other. Uh, just kind of looking a little bit sullen and everything. Uh, but you are all awake. You're at one hit point each. Does he say, this is the pit of despair. <laughs> and very importantly, Ezra is not with you. Oh, no. Ezra is not. Ezra! Well. No, did you say, okay, sorry. We don't have our armor. No armor. No weapons. Weapons, possession, all possessions. Yep. Just gone. We're just clothes, basically. And and he's, you said he's looking sullen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's just kind of like doing his duty rather than like enjoying it or looking like he's happy about it. Do we see any, um, any... Do we see our possessions anywhere in the room? Um, give me a perception check. Let's see. Seriously. These dice. <laughs> Welcome to dice. Can, uh, can, can I see if I feel mine anywhere nearby? Um, as you kind of reach out with your your kind of connection with these, mm-hmm. um, you feel that your, your reach goes to about the end of this rune mm-hmm. on the ground and then stops. So whatever whatever this rune is, it is dampening your mind and preventing okay. preventing you from uh, reaching out to your weapons. Mm. Uh, but no, you cannot see your equipment uh, anywhere specific. That doesn't mean it's not there. Mm-hmm. You just can't see it. Um. Hmm. Okay. 
Sarah, Sarah just rages against the manacles. She's like screaming and like, like you know, trying to just like rip her way out, basically. Okay. I'm assuming to no avail. Go ahead, give me a strength check. Yeah. <laughs> Ten. Ten. Uh, yeah, to no avail. Victor suppresses a little bit of panic. And I'm um, having his blade. Hmm. Eve calls out to the ogre. Okay. Um, what do you say? Say, hello, we, hello there. And the ogre, the ogre stops, but doesn't look at you and then just kind of like starts to move again, almost like he needs to hurry a little bit faster now. Can you help us? Hug not supposed to talk. Why ever not? You have a beautiful voice. Uh, they say no talk. No talk to prisoner. His name is Hug? Hug, yep. Well, if they say no talk to prisoner, don't talk to me. I am prisoner. She is not. She is with you. She is prisoner. But, but if they say prisoner, that's singular, yes? Give me a, <laughs> uh, like, uh, a persuasion uh, check against ogre intelligence. <laughs> that is a 12. That makes sense. <laughs> then quickly, don't talk to me. They will see. I'll be quiet. What can I do? Do you know how to unchain me? No, no, Hug can't unchain, Hug, Hug, and he kind of like tilts his head a little bit and pulls down the ragged cowhide, and you can see a similar like iron collar with uh, similar runes, this is uh, Hug in same boat. Hug, do you know where we are? Hug home? Well, not anymore. Now is storeroom. I'm so sorry, Hug. It's bad. And he just goes back to like, he puts the barrel down and, and kind of like sits down next to the rune okay, and just kind of like to looks really sullen. Let it out. <laughs> Hug, who, who are these people? Not, no specifics. Mm. Um, called Infinite Sight. Infinite Sight. At least that's what they say. And you're their prisoner as well. Am I allowed to talk to that one too? <laughs> Just me. Don't talk to me. Yes, hug prisoner <laughs> as well. Hmm. That makes us allies, I believe. You shouldn't talk to yourself either. There's a lot of panic on the face of that. But he quickly kind of forgets about it. Uh, hug. Yes? If there's any way you can help unchain us i think i can help with your collar i'm really good with locks magic man says if collar removed hug become old and die hmm. hug our our things in the storeroom here can you see our weapons or our clothing Hey, over there and he kind of points to just one crate that you guys can't see behind like a, a couple of boulders Oh, it would be so good of you to bring those to us. I'm not allowed to 
bring stuff to prisoners. I could go get guard. Prisoner? You cannot bring it to Victor, but you could bring it to us. Uh, I'll, I'll need the persuasion check at this point. Whatever you do, do not bring anything to me. Poop. Really bad. Can I give her advantage? <laughs> you have a decent persuasion. Like, like so 12. Game 12, breaking. actually. No. That's uh, like... I, get may, maybe. 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 <laughs> he, he stands up and he starts like walking over there. Um, rummaging through everything, trying to gather what he thinks is yours. Um, <laughs> he comes back with your typical, like, here's foodstuffs. <laughs> uh, so we're actually going to cut over while Hug is rummaging through items. Uh, deeper in this hideout, Ezra wakes up um, in a chair. Uh, hands tied, basically fingers tied together. Uh, to prevent any somatic components. And... Good thing I learned with my toes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a man uh, standing in front of you. You can see the, the medallion that he wears. Uh, he's the spitting image of the description that Einor gave. Um, and behind him are two cloaked figures that they don't appear to be uh, moving about the ground. They appear to be floating just like a few inches above it. And as soon as you see them, you sense that wrongness of displaced time, basically. And he says, you're awake, Ezra. And you are. Is that something that could be possible? Uh, yeah, you can start working on that if you like. Okay, I would like to. Okay. That's awesome. The right tool for the right job. Mm -hmm. So Bolt starts, like, as you guys are talking with Hug, Bolt starts, uh, we're going back to this little group. Because yeah. I, I figure, like, back. You start just kind of like wiggling, and you can hear like gears and stuff shifting in Bolt's body. Well, and there's like that that yeah. rusty red magic that's starting yeah. to like permeate to like, the area. Yeah, it's just so cool. kind of any any like cracks in the armor, it kind of like just kind of mm -hmm. seeps out a little bit. Yeah. Um, anyway, back at the uh, back in this other room, and you can see like as you kind of glance around, you can see a, a a big writing desk, a large wardrobe, a large bed with a canopy over it. All kind of in this, uh, it's still a dirt room, but it's, you know, right. looks like a little bit better put together. There's some there's some blankets on the walls to make it look a little bit more. Right. And he goes, my name is Thulian Crawl. Thulian Crawl. And you are exactly the person that we have been looking for. Or rather, this. And he kind of uh, waves his hand and a mage hand brings up um, the tome. Obviously react to that. Yep. I, uh... I'm very impressed that you've been able to decipher pieces of it so quickly. I want to give you an offer. Okay, I'm listening. If you join the Infinite Sight as one of its chronomancers to fight against the Arcanum and bring about a new reign of order I will let your friends go. Hmm. Well, I haven't aligned with the Arcanum for some time. Still feels like you're the bad guys here. The Arcanum may be misguided, but this is a whole nother level. Now, oh, then you are foolish. And 
he, he guides the book over and lays it down on the desk and he says, I have everything that I want. The book, all of the information that I need. And now I have this weird uncooperative thread that I need to cut. And with that, he kind of reaches his hand out and these tendrils of time basically start like wrapping around you and uh, piercing through your skin. This is a ritual, like there, this is a time ritual. You can feel yourself kind of your, your mind being pulled back in time as he starts searching through your history, uh, kind of laying it out almost like it's a book itself. And you're taken back to a day when you were really young, um, around five years old. You and your father, Trevin, are out hunting. And at, at one point, you, you pull back the bow after he teaches you how to wield it. Uh, mm -hmm. And you pull it back, and on your first shot, you get a squirrel. And you can see, you can see from that point, there are two diverging paths. Uh, one where Trevin uh, just kind of nods in approval, and you move on. And one where Trevin encourages that skill. He, he, he praises you for such masterful work with the bow. And it's that path that uh, your, basically your fate line gets pulled into. Hmm. It gets hmm. pulled from this path of Trevin leading you down, wanting you to be a wizard, going to Talzam Academy, becoming a, uh, a wizard and running, for, running away from home. And instead of that, you, are, you become an archer. You become, you go to a, a the Talazam Academy still, but not for wizardry. You go as a, a Tushin apprentice and you can feel, you can feel, you can still feel that tingle of magic as you attune and uh, train with your bow and start developing different skills. And still on the day that you left before, Trevin does come to you as you come home from a successful hunt hands you the book and tells you to run. And you run and you bring Bolt along with you and you look through the book and all you can see, all you can decipher is Trevin's code. The rest of it makes no sense to you. There's no arcane runes in there that you can identify. There's no there's no sort there's no sort of a chronergy that you can learn. And that all leads down the same path and with a final snap almost in your head, you you blink and uh, shake away this feeling of wrongness, and you look down, and everything everything seems normal. You're wearing your your standard uh, leather armor. Um, you can see your bow off in the corner, uh, basically leaning up against the desk that this book that you never really understood came from. And and he the Thelian uh, goes, perfect. Now you're ready for transportation. And he just kind of snaps his fingers again, and you fall unconscious. Uh, back in the cave, it's been about an hour. Hug has not really... He, he, he seems to be struggling with what he wants to do. Can, um, can we take a short rest during that hour? <laughs> as long as you don't struggle, right? Yeah. As long as you don't struggle, go ahead and take a short rest. Yes, yes. thank you. Yeah. Hit points. <laughs> I don't have my snuggle beats, but... You spell so, so my thing says it can come <laughs> no with beast. a short rest, so can I also yeah. take the benefits mm -hmm. of short rest? Do that, 
That's going to need some additional explanation later. <laughs> yeah. But we'll get to that. Um, and after about an hour, what tool does Bolt create for the right tool for the job? Well, so it says it's the right tool for the job. So I want to be able to try to use magic to determine what kind of arcane lock is okay. basically on on the chains that bind all of us, including including Huck. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're able to make now, for the sake of making this so it's not completely overpowered, allowing you to get out of any magic mm -hmm. lock ever. Um, this 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 kind of desperation move um, is very heroic, and we're going to allow it. And you make sort of a an arcane lock pick set, um, which consists of not a like a lock and a you know like the the standard kind of like two picks mm -hmm. and everything. Um, it's actually got a, a it's a little like cipher wheel with a bunch of different arcane runes on it, and you like you finish it up and you press it against one of your manacles and you start like going through the okay. dials. So go ahead and give me a, um, just a proficiency bonus check. You have, pro you are proficient with this tool. Yeah, so it's just plus two. Uh, it'll be your proficiency bonus plus your intelligence. Okay. Yep. <sighs> the cursed episode. Oh my god, I'm gonna go get a new dice. Uh, eight. Eight? Yeah. Uh, so after, after an hour, you haven't quite mastered this uh, tool yet, so you guys are waiting there for another hour. Um, and at that point, at that point, everybody kind of feels this weird little like shift in their minds. And uh, a few minutes later, uh, your archer friend Ezra uh, is brought in, and Bolt has to like quickly yeah. hide. Um, and he's brought in and just chained up against the wall. <laughs> and you you start coming around as the uh, the guards leave. Did they chain me up yep, as well? Yep, they chained you up as well. <laughs> they just throw me in No, when, when you say our archer friend, are we like, oh yeah, it's Ezra, the archer, and I never knew him as a wizard. Correct. Or are we like, something's weird, but I don't know what's going on or whatever. No, it's yep. just like totally it is, normal. It is just totally normal. Okay. Yep, he, he's always been, it's been a little odd because he's done some tricks uh, with his bow that you wouldn't expect a regular archer to be able to do. Mm -hmm. um, like at one point he was able to kind of create this kind of burst of energy that hit multiple targets. Hmm. Uh, it, it was a definite help during the aberrant uh, gatherer fight. He was able to kind of um, take out a few of the gatherers uh, pretty quickly with that hmm. one shot in the beginning. Uh, but it isn't It isn't like uh, you guys have two different memories of okay. him or anything like that. Okay. Ezra, are you okay? Oh, but um, a little banged up. But what, what, where did they take you? Why were you separated? They wanted the book. They, they got the book, unfortunately. Hmm. Oh, they also put your, your bow, and they kind of moved Hug out of the way and put it down where he's been rummaging around. Well, that book was always full of nonsense. Uh, Dangerous. Okay. Dangerous nonsense. But if, I mean, if you guys couldn't read it, I think you guys are pretty smart. This guy is probably not that much better. <sighs> what do you think they wanted it for? Would I know that it was Carnegie? Yeah, you, okay. you were still able to decipher uh, Trevin's journal right, entries. Right, called that out. Yeah, the, okay. the, the few that you uh, you did decipher. Right. I, this organization seems wrong, like abusing the powers of time for something. Um, can't quite put my finger on it. Hmm. <sighs> well... 
<clears throat> what do we do now? <laughs> so when you, you say that, you hear. Uh, I just rolled a check, and you hear one of the like manacles kind of. You hear a little some of the chain rattle a little bit, and I. Uh, um, and then I can yes. start working on oh, other ones. The smartest man in our party. <laughs> <laughs> um, at, that, at, at that, you hear some thumping, like some somebody's rushing over, and Hug comes over and just like drops a bunch of stuff down in front of you, and he goes, and he starts like picking up, and he first he picks up an apple, and he goes, "Is this yours?" <laughs> <sighs> Thank you so much, Hug, for your help. Is, just, is it is it yours? You just leave all that right there. Oh, okay. Are you? Looks like he wants to eat. The apple. No, the apple is not ours. Don't tell him I did that. Did no what? one will tell anyone anything. And he, he, he double winks at you. <laughs> just a blink. <laughs> you double double winks. That's hilarious. Okay. I watch door. You can free hug. Mm, yes, I, I hold up my one of the manacles and I get back to work. Hug watches door. Yes, and how go like rush over and just kind of like sit down door. in front of the door and just kind of hug, no. hug, hug door, hug door, hug door, hug door. So it takes hug it door. takes what a little, a little while. Screwed up the timeline and made hug door. Uh, but you Our are. Brand. <laughs> Worst character you were, ever. You were, Brand. Um, so you you eventually clear off all of your locks. Uh, you free everybody else as well. Everybody can gear up. Like hug your bow. Come here. And hug like watching door. Know. Wait. Do you want to be free? Hug turns around and scrambles over. I'll watch the door. And this, the moment I get out and I can feel the daggers, I call every last one. Just yeah. How many hit points do you want me to have? Right now? Um, you were able to take a short rest as well. So okay. however many. Um, I mean, Victor's walking around with a, bunch, with a bunch of daggers, um, basically naked. <laughs> so start out from one and start spending kind of short. Who needs it the most? Well, Am I able to 20, 20. undo the lock without triggering? You're, You're gonna have that is going to be an Arcana check for sure, okay. or or the same proficiency check that you've been rolling. Your Arcana is the same as the proficiency for the tool. So can I? Roll it as a, with advantage since I've been I was able to get all of ours off without triggering anything. Mm, I'll give you a D four on it. How about that? Okay. A little bless. A little bless. Yep. Simply the bless. Nice. Uh, so that is sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Um, so you start working. You can see. You can see this kind of like. It's almost like it's uh, pulsing around. These runes are lighting up with that same like golden time magic that these uh, members of the infinite site seem to utilize. And uh, you, I imagine, it looks like the like the sand from um, the Prince of Persia, yeah, where it's like that that magic, yeah, the magic sand stuff. Uh, And you you start clicking around through the cipher, and as you get that final click in, the magical collar unlocks. And Hug lets out a, a sigh of relief, and the contraption that you made just kind of like crumbles into dust, yeah. almost as if it took all of that power into itself and then just decayed rapidly. Congratulations, Hug. Now we may speak. Nice to meet you. I'm <laughs> Nice Hug. to meet you. I'm Victor. And he definitely like claps your hand with his giant meaty fist and just like starts shaking it wildly. <laughs> and he goes, "We escape now." 
Well, this is your home, so I assume you know all the ins and outs and where we should go and what we should do. Mm. And he goes over to a very obvious tunnel at the back. Um, and he goes, other way out, this way. Do you have any layer actions you can take? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous about leaving that book with these people. I don't know what kind of things they could do with it. Hug. I, hmm? I don't know. You know how many people from the infinite site are here. Well, they have... Let me search. Does he count on his toes, too? <laughs> yeah, like, he definitely, like, runs out of fingers and has to count on his toes. Uh, seven people, two wrong ones, and then the... Those are the, the floating the, fellows. Yeah, they are those mm -hmm. ones. And then there were two kind of like you big metal beetle people. Oh, we gotta get out of here. Yeah, I, I have a feeling we'll have to come back for the book. Uh, figure something um, else out. <clears throat> Maybe. Yeah. Hear me out, this is kind of crazy. I've come to the realization that the Arcanum might not be the bad guys here. Instead, these are the bad guys. What makes you say that? Mm, these guys are, they want time magic for ill intent. Maybe we go to the Arcanum and let them know about this place. Maybe we can get some sort of amnesty. <laughs> well, let's, I'd say we try to get out of here first. Yes. Question. Yeah. Um, and if you don't want to let us know this, obviously, but like when our memories were rearranged mm -hmm. like does um eve's boss still want us to bring uh ezra to yeah, yeah nothing, nothing about your adventure has fundamentally changed okay. you were still able to talk to alarian he was just an instructor that kind of like he was like a guidance counselor partially yeah. at that academy that uh, helped ezra um you were still able to like he still had the book. Luke and definitely wanted the book, or wanted the. Or there was an employer, employer yes. that mm -hmm. was yep. paying for basically, us to bring. Basically, what and I'll, this is going to be very meta knowledge. Um, they didn't. They didn't cut off a branch of the tree. Right. They shaped the bush around into a new direction that fits what they need better. Basically, makes him more easier to capture, easier to deal with. And and not a loose yeah. chronologist. Yeah, he was yeah. he was a threat before, and now he's much less of one. Yep. So nothing again. Nothing has fundamentally changed except for mm. the fact that Ezra just is a little different. But the way I see it, I but we don't know that. We don't but, know that. Well, I mean, yeah, you don't really know that. <laughs> the way I see it, I, uh, Eve does a little bit. Eve. I'm sure Eve has like because. Uh, out of everybody in the party, Eve was the most like enamored with Ezra's magic, mm -hmm. and very like it was it was her first foray into it. And seeing seeing him now as an archer, it just feels different. Like all of those feelings that you had about Ezra's magic and Ezra in general being like this amazing wizard have kind of faded away, and you're just left with a feeling like a little bit muted. Like everything that you thought about him it's was like, uh, it's a little it's a little weird. <laughs> I used to have a crush on you. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Do I have time to do two things? That depends on the things. I want to check my ring. Okay. Is there anything 
Um, there is so you you sent a message to Cass Cass mm-hmm. asking him how long he'd be in Salisport mm-hmm. and asking him um, what why? specifically what? he needed mm-hmm. us for. So he he did reply back and he said good guards, you know, always Not nice sure. to have while flying, mm-hmm. um, especially a good archer. Is written in there, and uh, and he and he said he said uh, in Salisport, two more days then moving on. Okay, so, but there are no other messages. Okay, the next thing I would like to do is just can I do a religion check and make a prayer to the trio? What are you exactly praying for? I want to know if we need to retrieve the book while we're here. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll me a religion check, yeah. I always roll a ban on my religion checks. <laughs> You're new to it. A, a it's ten. okay. Yeah. Uh, you don't get any feeling that the trio thinks the book is important for any portion of mm. what they need from you. Okay. Can I make a, a similar inquiry of Craggy? Sure. Roll me a religion check. Mm, not my strong suit. All right. Or Arcana. <laughs> I'm not really good at either, but just I, I have a right. bad intelligence. Anyway, um, I'm going to I'm going to use this die. Do it. You have it's gonna do one, more chance. one more chance. Sixteen. Okay. Uh, yeah, Craig, Craggy definitely gives, gives you the feeling that that's not important right now. Hmm. Victor's. If it's if they're as bad as you say, we will surely run into them again. I don't think it would be hard to find a croner that's tracking over the world. Oh, we will run into them again, and this Thulin crawl will Thulin. be on the sharpened Thulin. arrow. Thulian Thulian crawl. Crawl. Thulian crawl. Yeah. At the mention of like Julian with a th. Remind me later. Let's Thulian. look in the big book of bounties. See if he's in there. If we have information. Yes. Um, Sherry gets a little bit serious for a minute and, and it's just like, <sighs> my dad never raised me to be part of a vanguard who was defeated and does not come back for vengeance. <sighs> we'll be back. I can't live with this defeat. It's just setback, not a defeat. Uh, and I go, besides, we have to get Hug his house back. Exactly. That's right. But first, we must leave it. That's also right. <laughs> and Hug goes over and he like pulls this large boulder out of the way. And you can see a, a tunnel that's leading out away from the hideout. Cool. Okay. Let's go. Follow. So you guys you guys head out um, with a, a new Ezra, uh, a new companion in an ogre, and kind of weird... Uh, Maybe a weird discordant thought about what things should be compared to what they are. Uh, but now you know the name of your enemy, at least. Mm. As well as the kind of strength they possess. Yeah. And we'll go ahead and continue next time. Uh, we'll see We'll see how it goes. You guys have lost the book for now, but uh, who knows what will happen in the future. For now. Oh, that makes well, me mad. I gotta get, we gotta get the book back. We have to. Uh, but until then, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, love you all, mm-hmm. as usual. Uh, please... Like, comment, subscribe, share it with your friends, tell them that it's getting weird with time magic now. That never goes wrong in any series. <laughs> it's getting really There's weird. There's never any sort of paradoxes or anything like that. Um, but yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.